Welcome back to another episode of me uh, going over and discussing, breaking down Mandalorian Season 2, Episode 7, The Believer. Um, last episode left off with uh, Baby Grogu getting captured by the Dark Troopers with Moff Gideon, and Moff Gideon whipped out his Darksaber. And uh, Din Djarin's ship is destroyed, the Razor Crest is dead, and Boba Fett's with Fennec Shan, and they're all working together. And they went to Navarro to see Cara Dune about springing Mayfeld, who's played by Bill Burr, to help save Baby Grogu. Now, I watched another episode of The Clone Wars, so I think I'm on Season 3, Episode 12. I think. Um, obviously, there are spoilers ahead for Season 2, Episode 7 of The Mandalorian, and the episode title wasn't as originally announced in April. Um, I am not sure how to pronounce this last name. Rick Famuyiwa is the director of this episode. He directed... Uh, episode 6 of season 1 last year of The Mandalorian where actually he worked with Bill Burr so makes sense to bring him back in um and as I said before the episode title is The Believer now we start off the episode with um these Carthon chop fields where we see Mayfeld and he's working they're, ma they're making him work in prison um, Cara Dune comes over and they take him over to Boba Fett, and Boba Fett has repainted armor, which is awesome. It looks brand new. And, um, I'm pretty sure this episode is called The Believer because Mayfeld is now a believer. Anyway, back to the story, though. They ask... Well, no, they don't ask. They tell Mayfeld to help locate Moff Gideon's ship, his uh, Imperial cruiser. So he says that there is um, a facility on Morak that they can go to to um, go get to an Imperial terminal so that they can find the cruiser. So they go to Morak, where the Imperials are mining Rhydonium, which Boba Fett says is an explosive. Mayfeld says that they have face scanners that can tell if you're Imperial or wanted. So only um, Mayfeld and Mando go, even though Mayfeld makes jokes like, Mando, you can't go, because then you're going to have to take off your helmet. Like, I, I can't explain a Mandalorian following me into this. He, they, um, they're discussing this, and Cara Dune can't go, because she is a New Republic Marshal. Fennec can't go, because she's wanted by the I, IBS, and Boba Fett can't go, because he says, let's just say they might recognize my face, which is funny, because they're all him. <laughs> Mando and Mayfell change into the stormtrooper uh, stormtrooper's armor that they capture off of a juggernaut, and they go into disguise. 
Mayfield states in the juggernaut while they're driving around, um, everyone's got a line that they don't cross until they have to. He starts bringing this up because Mando has taken off his helmet just to put on the Stormtrooper outfit, and now Mayfield's confused. Is the rule you can't take your armor off, or is the rule you can't show your face? He thinks there's a difference. I guess there is. All of a sudden, they look ahead and they see that these juggernauts ahead of them are being blown up by pirates. So they're trying to go at an accurate pace where the Rhydonium doesn't react badly and that they don't get blown up by pirates. Um, pirates start getting on the juggernaut and then Din Djarin has to go on top of the juggernaut to fight them and Mayfield's steering. So Din beat up all of them basically. But at the very last minute, there's like four, uh, there are like four packs of the pirates, and it looks like all hope is lost. And then the Tie Fighters come in and help save uh, Din and Mayfield. So the Empire saves the day for Din Djarin and Mayfield, and the episode practically celebrates it. Now this is the first time we really see like happy music for the Empire coming in to save the day. I can't think of a time that we were excited for stormtroopers to show up in TIE Fighters. I don't know. So the Juggernaut gets into the facility and everyone's celebrating them because they were the only Juggernaut to make it with the Rhydonium. And Mayfield finds a terminal but immediately sees Valen Hess, someone that he served under when he was an Imperial. So, because of this, Bill Burr's afraid of going into the terminal because he's afraid of getting spotted by Valen Hess, who he thinks it's a low chance but could possibly recognize him. So Mando takes the sacrifice, goes to the terminal, tries, and Mayfield says it won't work, like you have to scan your face. So he goes up to the terminal and he scans his stormtrooper helmet, but it doesn't work. So he has to take it off. So Mando takes it off and scans his face at the terminal. He finally crossed the one line that he never crossed to save Grogu. So he takes off his helmet, but then he's approached by Valen Hess, right as he gets the coordinates into the code crystal, or the code cylinder, sorry. So Valen Hess is like asking him, like, what's your TK number? Where's Where are you headed? And Mando's trying his best, but Mayfield steps in and saves him and says that he was involved in a wreckage on a ship and he can't hear so well so they just call him brown eyes so valen hills valen hess yells like what's your name officer they just call him brown eyes so they try to walk away but valen hess says that they should have a drink together because they were the only juggernaut to come back with the rhydonium successfully Valen Hess says, a toast to the Empire, and Mayfield says, how about a toast to Operation Cinder? Now, Operation Cinder was Palpatine's plan 
that should be carried out if he ever died, and he did, in Return of the Jedi. So Mayfield mentions Burning Khan to Valen Hess. He says that he was in Burning Khan, which was one of the planets that were destroyed. Because Operation Thunder is basically like, if Palpatine died, then all of these machines on different planet, random planets, they could control the weather and basically destroy the planet that way, instead of the Death Star blowing them up. Um, and Burning Con was one of the planets destroyed, and Mayfeld was apparently on it. Valen Hess reveals that he approved that destruction, and Mayfeld is talking to Valen Hess about this, and he's just like, was it worth it to like the, the men that served beside me? Because there were five, ten thousand people that died on our side. And he said it was worth, Valen Hess says it's worth it because they survived. But Mayfield starts to get a little angry and theory-eyed, and Mando sees it and is getting worried. But Mayfield acts on it and kills Valen Hess. Now they shoot everybody in the room. Mayfield gives Mando his helmet and says, I never saw your face. So technically, Mayfield is the only living thing to have seen Mando's face, which is kind of strange, but cool. And they escape in the in Slave One, but once they get into Slave One, Mayfield asks for the cycler rifle and snipes the Rhydonium on a juggernaut, and it explodes the entire compound. But then two TIE Fighters start chasing Slave One. And we see the best part of the episode, when Slave One is forced to use a seismic charge, and it successfully hits both TIE Fighters at the same time. And it was just so perfect to see. The seismic charges are from the prequels, Attack of the Clones specifically, and it had the same noise and everything, and it was just perfect to see again. So because Mayfeld blew up the compound, Cara Dune saw that he had some good left in him. And that he was now a believer, as the episode title says. So Mando and Cara Dune agreed that, to just say that Mayfeld died on Morak at the compound, and they let Mayfeld go. So we'll probably see him again at some point in the show. But now Mando has the coordinates for Moff Gideon, and they're going to go get the child. But the last thing that happens in the episode is Moff Gideon on his Imperial cruiser, and he sees Mando's hologram pop up, where he recites exactly what Moff Gideon said to him about the child in Season 1, Episode 7. You have something that I want. Um, you have no idea of what you are in possession of. You may know what you, you may have some idea of what you are in possession of, but you do not. It means more to me than you will ever know. Something like that. Along the lines of that. But it was cool that he did that just to spook Moff Gideon a little bit. 
It wasn't necessary, but it was just cool. But that's pretty much the episode. So, um, yeah, now I only got one more episode left to uh, go over uh, the season finale. And uh, let me know if you guys liked uh, episode 7, The Believer, or any thoughts you guys had. Thank you guys so much for listening, and uh, be nice to each other out there.